catching up with Dean Carson this afternoon on the Mustard Farm Consultant, based down south from us here in Gore. G'day, Dean. How's things at Savo? Yeah, very good. Uh, it'd be nicer if there was a bit of rain happening, but it is what it is. We're getting a wee bit used to this weather at the moment. Did you get a tickle last night, rain-wise, that is? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, because we're getting low in tank water here at home, I, I, I climbed on the tank and we have gained a little bit. Uh, it's probably about a mil, I think, we got. Uh, and it was good to see the tank going upwards rather than downwards at the moment. I've got uh, water for our tanks on, on back order. It's taking about a week for them to deliver water for tanks at the moment. So so um, showers, are, showers are pretty quick at home. I should probably use other analogies when describing set of a tickle next time. Um, <laughs> yeah, sheep nuts. Sheep nuts are in big supply at the moment. Obviously, Sergeant Dan across the road here, Daryl and team, they're flat out trying to keep up with demand. It's another thing to get them, but as well, transitioning with sheep nuts is another thing for people to consider. Yeah, getting a lot of inquiries from, from all over the show about um, how to feed sheep nuts. I think a lot of farmers haven't done it before, so they're quite nervous about it. Um, the first thing I wanted to, to point out around that is, um, you know, they're actually a really good diet, um, whether it's grain or sheep nuts. They, they Animals can perform really well on, on the feed. Um, when I worked for AgriSearch, we nearly we nearly flushed animals on 100% uh, grain. So uh, they can actually, you know, they can eat a lot of it and they can do really well on it. So don't be scared of it. The the fear is, is acidosis, is um, transitioning animals onto it, and they're basically getting bloat. Um, effectively, what I tell clients is if you're feeding sheep nuts, you know, and, and you're going to feed, say, 300 grams, which is quite typical, is take 7 to 10 days to transition them on. Um, you know, you, you basically want to make sure that you're sort of minimising the risk of a few animals gorging themselves. Uh, Sorry, continue. And those farmers that have managed to get grain, and it's in very short supply, um, I've encouraged them to add bentonite clay to it. And bentonite is a little bit like quickies uh, on on a hangover. Um, It just stops, or after a pie, it just stops the build-up of some of that acid production. It's it's calcium carbonate, it's yeah, it reduces uh, acid production. Um, what happens is the animals on day one, you might get 10% of your flock that'll come in and gorge themselves, you know, and they'll eat a whole kilo of grain potentially. Uh, and if you've got a little bit of buffer in there, like bentonite, like something that, that stops the build-up of acid, it just stops them getting bloat and, and getting pain from, you know, from gorging themselves. And, and it just speeds up that transition. So, you know, often what you find is that 10% that gorge themselves on day one will stand out the back of the flock on day two because they've got a gut day. Uh, but the bentonite clay sort of helps reduce that. And you mix it at about, uh, about 2%. So if you're giving 500 kilos, it's basically a 10 kilo bag of bentonite clay. And it's readily available through farmers or your other mercantile firms, because your Wrightsons and others um, provide it. So what you're trying to say is don't turn your ewes into Labradors and let them gorge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That inevitably it's going to happen a little bit. You'll get a few that, that just think it's it's a party and and, and it will happen a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just trying to, to minimise the risk of, of doing it by feeding it a little bit and, and increasing volumes. The other thing I find is, is wastage, um, particularly if you're feeding grain. Uh, I encourage farmers, if they're feeding it out, whether they're doing it with a bag or out of a feeder, is 
is do zigzags up the paddock, and you're simply trying to stop animals running up the line of grain and trampling it into the ground. You're hoping that they sort of run across the lines instead of running up and down. Uh, yeah, especially with grain, like just the wastage can be quite high when they run over top of it as such. Something else to consider as well, Dean, is the use of nitrogen when it does rain. Um, we, you don't want to be too preemptive at the moment, but it's something to keep in the back of the minds too, isn't it? Yeah, the risk's going to be when we do get rain that, that every man and his dog is going to want it on the ground and and there's going to be a big demand on spreaders. Um, we simply don't have enough spreading trucks in Southland and, and so, you know, it could be you know, a week or ten days you're waiting to get notched and put on or, or even worse. So I've been talking to clients um, either to, to get their own machinery polished up and ready, um, talk to the neighbours if they've got gear, you know, they might be able to do a bit of a, a shear. Um, some farmers are talking about buying their own gear. Uh, and the fourth option is, is a little bit of preemptive application using something like Sustain or, or um, Inprotect products that, that uh, are least likely to volatilise or evaporate or, or whatever term you want to use. Um, and putting it on, you know, four or five days before uh, a really good rainfall forecast. Um, I see we're due for rain, well, in the forecast, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. Uh, and it seems like it's a reasonably stable forecast at this point in time. Uh, I know some of my clients are actually looking at putting nitrogen on now to try and um, preempt that forecast. Yeah, we just don't want everyone running at the transport at the same time and then finding that, you know, it's not until the end of April that you end up getting it on. Yeah. And by then you've got very little growing window. Uh, you know, temperatures start cooling down. and So there's kind of risks preempting it and there's risks by waiting for the rain so yeah so it's a kind of a, a risk each way to be honest and just to wrap up i suppose it's uh, a matter as well what the ground conditions going to be like soil temperatures etc talking to phil duncan yesterday if we do get a bit of rain then april is going to be above normal for temperatures too so that's to consider too so there are a couple of positives but I suppose the big thing is we haven't had the winds as well if we'd had the winds could have been another situation yet again couldn't it yeah that's right hot, uh, hot temperatures and wind is where we tend to use lose more nitrogen through volatilization so those wind, winds have been down a bit for the last few days and hopefully they stay down if people are going to preemptively apply the stuff Hey, Dean Carson, farm consultant down south. Thanks for your time on the muster this afternoon. Have a good weekend, mate. Thank you, and you too.